He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Good morning, Slick Talkers. If you haven't noticed or followed me on any of my social media channels, then one, go do that right now because you're missing out on a lot of good content. But two, I just got back last week on Thursday evening, or was it Friday? I can't remember. It's all blurring together, guys. It's all blurring together. But I just got back from Nashville at the STR Wealth Conference put on by Bill Faith and Mike Shogren, who both have podcasts in our Hospitality.fm podcast network. And man, was it a killer conference. My friend Julie George, who you probably heard on the show once before or any other podcast on the network or in existence, basically, she's been on so many of them. Her and I got to MC the conference and kind of helped Bill and Mike get more time to hang out with everyone in attendance. And as you could probably hear, maybe give or take a, a couple sips of water. My voice is pretty shot, but it was such a great conference. And we got a short-term rental. And when I say we, there was about maybe 10 or 12 of us who are all staying together for the week in Nashville. And at the end, on the last day, we recorded this final episode to kind of recap our thoughts, some of our ideas, some of our takeaways, what we're going to implement. And to be honest, we all kind of came back to the same conclusion of we need more time. We need more time to decompress, to rest, to relax and catch up on current work, but then also to then have some quiet time to really put our thoughts on paper. So this is probably a part one of many parts that will come of takeaways from this conference. Um, in this episode, you're going to hear Mark Simpson, Ruben Kenya, Brian Hatcher, and Natalie Palmer. The five of us had a great time, one, getting to stay together and collaborate outside of just virtual meetings, but then also to attend the conference. So we hope you like our takeaways. You can hear everybody else's podcasts and follow and subscribe to their shows as well with the link in the show notes. They're all amazing, whether they're in the network or not. I love this group and I love getting to hang out and collaborate. And then also thank you to everyone who came up and said, you know, very nice things about me and Julie being MCs, but then also for those who shared that they're listeners of the show, it just means so much to see you and meet people and find out who really is behind the scenes in the sense of listeners for the show. I can see the data on the back end, but to get to know your faces and your names is so important and crucial for me. So thank you so much for coming up and saying hello. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode and make sure you reach out, like, and subscribe and do all those fun things. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live, and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Now, let's begin. All right, Nathan, we are on our first segment of Minute with Minute, where I'll ask you one question and you have 60 seconds to give us an explanation, a little bit more information about Minute, the company, the product, all the above. So you're ready to rock and roll with number one? I'm ready. All right. What makes Minute privacy safe? Mm, good question. So from the very beginning of Minute, we knew that privacy would be a concern. Uh, not only for guests, but also for homeowners and property managers. So it was one of the first things that we tackled as a company. How will we handle privacy? 
So we made the decision early on to never record any conversation that takes place. So rather than send conversation data to our own servers to process for things like sound level, decibel level, we actually process everything on the device itself so that the only thing that's sent to us would be the level of the sound and nothing about the recorded conversation. So unlike some of the devices that you may have in your home, smart devices that you use each day, uh, we're not sending that data to a server to then process and, and send back a response. So guests and owners alike can rest assured that no recording is ever taken of any sound and that everything is completely privacy safe. I love it. You heard it here first, folks. A minute with minute and now back to the episode. Guys, we are here in the creator house. Shout out to Boostly for making this happen and bringing this group together. Always get your short, uh, your book direct site game strong with this man right here but i'm i'm honestly honored to be here with this group um shout out to the whole uh squad here behind us shout out to celine over here and my man tommy but we got will slicky man you killed it today man with the emceeing uh, thank you and obviously being a practitioner in the space we've all respectively been in the lab together we got natalie palmer in the building the one and only no vacancy thank and you guys Hello. you're still on like cloud nine from the live uh, living it up Level up, level up, level up, level I don't know what city some. I'm in or what <laughs> I know, conference right? I'm at, but it's all great. We got the real estate hacker in the building. How's it going? My right-hand man here Absolutely. in Georgia. Absolutely. And uh, your boy, the real estate experiment, the lab. So we took the lab here and we took it here in Nashville. Guys, like, I got to say, if there's a key takeaway that kind of stuck out to you, I'm going to start with uh, Mr. Hatcher here on my left. You know, you come to these conferences, we come to create connections with people. Uh, continue to foster deeper relationships that we've already had. At the same time, there's some nuggets that come back that we can apply and implement in our respective spaces. Uh, what's one thing that kind of jumps out at you or maybe a reoccurring theme that you got from 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 the wonderful event that, again, Bill Faith and Michael Shogren put together? Yeah, I think one of the one of the key takeaways that I took away was uh, you got to have your assets protected correctly. I know that that's something that I neglected for a little bit, but the sessions with Jeff, uh, the sessions with Safely, where they talked about having the right insurance, having the right structures, making sure that you know you're not you're covering your liability on all fronts. I think we are all working hard to build really big portfolios, and we're trying to protect that. And I think that's something that everyone needs to pay a little bit attention to, a little more attention to in the space. For sure, for sure, Natalie, I gotta ask you. I mean, you you guys cover a lot of topics. Uh, at your recent summit, is there anything that you see as like a common denominator or a common topic that we should be keeping top of mind or even common maybe insight as you've kind of gone from now that you're here in Nashville from having just your own summit? Yeah, I think my biggest takeaway was really the, uh, you know, the imposter syndrome side mm. of things. It's crazy how many people came up to me at this one and at level up and just were saying like I, how are you on stage like what are you doing and then i would hear their story and i would genuinely be like you should be speaking like all these people are so impressive and i just hope people take away that all i hope seeing the wide perspective of all the stories and all the speakers just shows how many different ways there are to do this there is no starting point that's better than, than another. I look up to some people because they've got their bookkeeping and their legal stuff in place, and maybe they look up to me for social media, and everyone can learn from everyone. Mm, that's fine. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, on, on that topic, I feel like if you come here, you can kind of absorb a lot. But then coming back down to the, I think we got a good framework. Game plan one day, seven day, 30 day. There's so much that you learn. I think there's some of us. My key takeaway, just to piggyback that comment, was like, okay, yeah, great. Social media game is strong. I'm not even telling people to partner with me. So when Tony and Sarah said that, I'm like, there's a little gem here. And I'm like, wow, I could just add on to what you're already doing. So the grass is always greener. But like just getting that that reminder, that's how I look at it. It's like going to the gym. Like I got to flex this muscle a little bit more to get some extra reps as well. So I'm very interesting that you picked that up. Well, Slicky, man, I know you were doing a lot of talking, but you also got a lot of chance to listen. And I don't know if you do you get a chance. I'm curious, like when you're on stage, do you see people's faces and reactions or is it a light too bright? It's a, it's a bright do a, light for yeah? sure, um, okay. especially at this venue. But there was a couple of people you can pick out from the crowd that you're like, all right, I got to. I got to keep watching you. Like, mm -hmm. they were my indicator of, like, how things were going. So, sure. and the reason I asked that, I'm wondering, like, if cause when you're out there, you see reactions. Any, like, light bulb moments that you see or people are just, like, taking extra notes? I don't know if you picked that up. I'm curious. I haven't emceed before, but I don't know. From your perspective, yeah. what you were able to pick up on what was, like, a, maybe you, you kind of sensed a common theme. It would be, like, behind the scenes listening to the speakers, and I couldn't really see the faces. But if I did get to go out and I could see people taking notes on specific things or topics, I'd be like, okay, like, that is something me and Julie can tie when we come back on stage. Like, how do we get people more engaged right? rather than just, like, talking to them? Being like, how was that one session or how was it not that one session, but that one topic that, you know, Boosley talked about or that one thing that Vintory covers? Like, just kind of getting something that can captivate them back into the, the stage because I know sitting down for that long, as an MC, you get really nervous because it's like people are getting antsy. They're they're excited to maybe chat about the session. So trying to find a way to make them captivated back again is uh, the important piece. Can I add a note on that too? Mm -hmm. I hope that whenever the speakers, you know, people would ask questions and be like, how many of you are using social media? How many of you are protected? I really hope people actually paid attention to how many people raised their hands mm -hmm. because I would watch that and be like, oh, that's clearly a missed opportunity that I can now tailor my content to or do podcast 100%. episodes. So just even looking around the room, like you learn a lot about mm. where the gaps are in the industry. So yeah, feeding off the audience yeah. is for sure. Couldn't have said that better myself. Data. Yeah. Data. That's real a good segue data. right there. Like real life data. Real-time real data yeah. just like from people you're sitting next to. Yeah. Speaking of data, Mark, what's the data telling you? You got to meet the data in the flesh because we know, Mark, you, you're always giving us the game on all this tech and all that. You're giving us the, the, the statistics, excuse me. And so when you come in, in person like this, what are you hearing? Because I know you're one of the savviest marketers. I see everything you do, and I watch you very closely, brother. So, you know, what's kind of like, what are you seeing? Or is the, the way people are talking? What are they talking about? What are they asking you? What's a common denominator that we should kind of... The, the common thing mm -hmm. that I get is overwhelm. There's so many people who come up to us and they were saying, like, I know I need to do X. I know I need to do Y, but I don't know where to begin. And it's a mindset. And this is why I love coming to events like this, is that we get to chat to people live, direct, and you know, surveying and get live live feed and reactions. And I, I was very lucky I got to do the, the, the talk today. And I got to do the four-hour workshop with Bill on Monday. And through the, the, the most biggest theme that I get from everything is there's just so much to do. I, you know, And there's so little time to do it. And that's why I'm so glad that we had Mike McCallowitz speak at this event, who is obviously a massive impact to me with clockwork and... And we're able to, you know, show people that 
I, I came up with a hashtag, hashtag do the dishes, right? Mm. And it's do the dishes. And mm. what that basically means in summary is that when you go and uh, have a coffee in the morning and you have a bowl of cereal and you leave it in the sink, right? And then you go away and at lunch you have a sandwich and have another plate and just pile it on top. And you come back at nighttime and you have like dinner. So you have like another plate and you pile it all up. And that sink gets really full of dishes, right? And then you come back to tidy up later at night, but it's so full you get overwhelmed and you just leave it to the next day nothing gets done so instead in the morning when you have your coffee you have your bowl of cereal you clean it you do the dishes as you go so little bite-sized chunks you do it at lunch and at dinner and you do it as you go and so it's much more manageable and it's the same with your marking and i say to everybody just do the dishes just do little bits every day and you know i saw people today doing the tactics doing the tips that we were sharing doing one little thing and i guarantee in in a week or in a month they'll come back to me and say that's had a, had an impact so yeah. it's good and this event is a massive part of it yeah. Now to piggyback off that, especially talking about people being overwhelmed, I think Bill had a really good session today talking about what do you, how, creating your plan. You know, what does that look like? What do you actually want out of this business? What kind of life do you want to create? You know, and getting really tactical with that down to the number. What number do you want to hit? And Mike talks about that, too, in terms of, you know, why do you want to get into that specific space? Why do you want to get into that asset class or why do you want to get into boutique hotels or whatever it may be? And I think a lot of times we can easily get overwhelmed by not having a plan, not knowing exactly where we want to go, how we want to get there, what that actually looks like. So, yeah. One thing to piggyback, and I want to get your opinion on this, Ruben, is when Mike McCallowitz, I don't know why this took so long to actually click and be like a light bulb in my head, but we all come into the space as like, this is short-term rentals, this is hospitality, this is like boutique hotels. But then Mike goes, you know, as entrepreneurs, our job is to create jobs, not to give ourselves more work. And then I was like, damn, dog, I need to be firing myself more. Like, I need to, like, replace myself. And then just Fire like, yourself. yeah, like, in, in the sense of doing one thing and becoming a master at it, training somebody, hiring for it, filling that position and moving on. Yeah. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, we don't, I think we all focus very much on the short-term rental side hosting, how many properties you have, what's your systems, mm. which is great. Like, it's good to have systems that's part of being an entrepreneur, but like, going beyond just our industry. Mm -hmm. Can we take this and go out and duplicate it in a completely different industry? Yeah. Like, that's my question now is like, if we replace everything hospitality related, can we go and, and create something similar? Yeah. So Ruben, I would love to well, know yeah. your thoughts. Well, it's funny, it's, it's good timing because I invested in this mastermind. I was telling this to Mark, right? I'm in the mastermind of buying businesses, right? And I'm like, when I was in a workshop of boutique hotels, my mind was going crazy because it's all about it's the exact same. Like we're talking about SBA loans. We're talking about value add. We're talking about like no systems, AKA like in boutique hotels or people are still you know, booking people on pen and paper. And it's the same thing for other businesses. It's like when Mike really sets systems and teams, it's like, it's applicable across the board. And so when I went you know, to my thought is there's a few things that happen because when I when I was speaking to someone in line, it's like, yeah, I know I need to do SOPs and I need to do all that, but I think it's like breaking it down a little bit to the foundation, the foundation of business. It's it's understanding, okay, what is our core competency? What are some of the repetitive steps, right? That came from like the airline industry. What are some some checklists that need to happen? Am I the one that's most suitable to be doing those things? And if I'm not, who is the person I should be finding to do those things? And then you know, when we go back to that mastermind that talks about buying a business, there's two options. Either you want to be an operator, rightfully so, which you can be. Like, if you want to be in your business, you can be. And this goes back to the question, like, what do you want? Because if you want to be checking people at the front desk, right, 
kind of like uh, White Lotus. What's her name? Uh, Shorty there. Uh, what's her name? That she's in the boutique there. She's always there. Anyways, she's in the business. She likes it. I mean, that's maybe it's not her own business, but she wants to be an operator. Or do you want to be? It was two questions. Do you want to be an operator, or do you want to be in uh, an investor? Right, which means that you're you own the business, but then you hire a CEO. So it's kind of like tying it all together. It's like first identify what you want, what you want your day to look like. Then identify like what are the going to be those tasks that that you need to outsource so that you're not in it. And then essentially you get to your number, which is what Bill talks about. And I remember Bill did this in the mastermind in Miami, where it really came down to what is your number and what do you want your life to look like. So yeah, it's 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 thing to do to do it but now i'm curious guys because i go to a lot of conferences i invest in myself a lot too and then it can get very overwhelming right and so for you guys we're all different phases in our business like we hear it all the time networking mastermind add value it sounds cute but like for for us who are here like what does that actually look like like i'm curious because me like i take notes on my phone that's what i do and i use evernote Right. And then in my business, I use Slack. Can you just open up the hood? Like, what does it look like for you guys when you go back home? I'll start with you, Mark, because I know you have a whole team in operation like you as the boss. What happens when you get a nug? How is that actually implemented in your business? All right, Slick Talkers. Now for another dynamic sponsored duo of the podcast. I would love to introduce you to Vintory and Safely. About Vintory, we've had Brooke Fotts on the podcast, who is a founder, multiple times, and him and his team know numbers. They know data and they know marketing. They know how to help property managers just like you scale and grow their business by adding more inventory, aka more homes, into your rental program that drive the bottom line. For all of you listeners that want to learn how to scale and grow your inventory, you can get a free digital copy of Brooke's book called From Zero to 500 Properties in Five Years. And for an added bonus, if you would do a demo of the Vintory platform, you'll get a $50 gift card to Amazon. Now that's a sick deal. And now to touch on our friends at safely.com. Safely.com helps property managers just like you and I protecting the homes that they manage from structural damage to content damage and of course bodily injury. This means plates, linens, cups, couches, tables, curtains, walls, and of course your guests themselves are protected. And this helps you by scaling your company in order to ensure that you are retaining owners and inventory in your program. If anything is broken or if anyone is hurt, you are able to make a claim through Safely and within three business days you can get instantly paid out to replace any items and settle any claims that happen on site without having to deduct from your owner's payouts. That's why I call these guys the dynamic sponsor duo. And thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Check out their offers in the show notes and back to the episode. So the first thing I do from anything, doesn't matter if I listen to a podcast or I watch a YouTube video, read a book or go to a conference, I just literally, so on the flight back tomorrow, I'm going to have my pad and paper and I'll just write the one thing that just comes top of mind. And that's the, my that's that is my main takeaway. That's like my brain saying that's my main takeaway. And I make sure when I get home, that's the first thing I implement. Okay, implement. Let's talk about that. How do you implement that? Because I know you have a team. So when you say implement, yeah. So whatever it is, whatever it's going to be, whether it's something that I personally need to do. So I level, I, I list everything in terms of numbers. One is like business and time critical. That means only I can do. Two means that I, I could do, but somebody in my team could do. And number three is I shouldn't be doing even looking at it. So I will, I will look at whatever that is and I will number it one, two or three. And if it's me, then I make sure that 
was it next week when I get back started again after a few days chill time then that's the first thing that I do if it's a two or a three then Friday morning I'll send a voice note to my team and I'll say this is what we're doing so and I'm curious do you do this and I'm getting real tactical guys so I'm sorry this is going to help a lot of people is it do you pick one thing or is it like oh these are three nuggets that we can implement how do you how do you decide no, one what thing for, so it's my thing? it's like literally when you have a night to sleep on it mm -hmm. and you wake up the next day and this is why i do it on a pen and paper and not like phone or, mm -hmm. or, or, a, or a, on a laptop mm -hmm. because when you've got a pen and paper and you just literally let your brain just go it, it will come to you whatever that may be and you may have to like do a little mind map or whatever that may be but whatever that strong thing is that's the thing that's my brain saying we go and i take one thing doesn't matter and i do it every day and go on that i like that well is it do you have a different approach or maybe even like if it's vulnerability of like too much info and like how you implement what has worked in the past what's currently working for you now to actually execute what you learn from like a conference like this what do you do um well i went from a team of two for like a year and a half to like way more now we're at six or seven so this is a little bit different from now to today but i would say brain dumping i i don't do just do one i, I kind of have to like vent or vomit everything that I learned and just be like, all right, this is all of it. And then usually depending on our business, if I'm seeing a certain pattern of the number of requests we're getting from either content creators or sponsors, or if we're just hearing one thing, if there's a mass majority push or shift, I usually kind of tackle that first because it's the biggest thing. It's the one thing that's like the commonality of all of it, right? From one side of our business to the other. So it's mm. more of like finding the pattern of what's kind of happening. Then I'll tackle that first and then let everything else kind of follow for. I'm going to put you on the spot, player. What you going to do? Is there any key takeaway that you think in the next seven days? Is there anything that's stuck out at you that you want to execute or even a, a gem that you want to implement? I think it's more of the trust but verify system, like building the systems, letting the team run with it and not having to be involved. Like Mark is saying, like, there's some things I shouldn't have to look at. But for me, I'm definitely a trust but verify. Like, um, I know today Mike and Bill, I think, were the ones that were talking about it. I could be wrong, so sorry, Mike and Bill, if I'm butchering this. But it's more of like, I, or no, it was on the midterm panel. You know, I am that mother, you know, I'm that guy. Like, I'm really good on one thing, right? Like, no one can replace me. I'm just too good. And finding a second, like finding like a Chris or finding a, a Danny or finding a this, like, I just can't. It's really hard. Those are really hard. So I think if I can build everything around it, that can get me to the point where I can spend a lot of time and money and investing and finding that second hand and finding that extension of me. So that way, then the visionary that I know that I am from the book Rocket Fuel can be really just full on, let's go. Like, I don't need to worry about the, the systems and the operations like that's going to be handled. And I just know that my team, as the vision continues to move forward, they're going to be setting the stepping stones ahead of me. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, next. What do we gonna implement? Any, any, any key takeaway? Uh, well, definitely everything Mike Michalowicz talked about. Uh, we yeah. already uh, met today. We were sitting at a table next to someone who's a profit-first consultant, and mm. uh, just sat next to her as Tatiana and I were talking about how we need to get this in order, and we booked a consultation with her for next week. So that's <laughs> that's a big one. Um, like I was like, I'm not leaving without time on the calendar with you. Good. So that was a really big one. But I'm also in a phase right now where I I kind of don't know what I. I want next mm -hmm. and so for me uh I think I need to be like still for a week. I'm gonna give the opposite advice of everyone. Mm -hmm. I need to like be still and really think about the fire hose we just drank from and like all the people that I'm inspired by and like kind of figure out which path to go because I feel pulled in a lot of different passionate directions and I need to 
narrow it down. I mean, yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot. And I, you were going to ask something? Honestly, having your own conference, too, like right before this. I can't imagine lot to going, from, yeah. going from all the learnings and takeaways there to now, today. Like, you probably have three weeks worth of soul yeah. searching. Going <laughs> yeah, through. literally. What, what does that actually look like, though? Do you think you're going to – is it best to, like – I don't know how you work. I'm just curious. Are you going to carve out time on your calendar and be like, hey, listen, I just need to just digest? Or do you think just oh. mentally the time away? Like, oh, I'll What works you. for you? I need to talk to my husband and just talk his ear off and literally not have him respond anything to me. But <laughs> Men just, listen. just absorb it. <laughs> literally just absorb it because he's not in the industry. And yeah. so when I talk to him, that's the thing. Sometimes when you talk to people in the industry, they come out with all these ideas. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to find someone on the outside yes. because they're just... You can just like throw things at them and then you'll sort of process it on your own without even the feedback. So, that's, yeah. That's so yeah, he'd better be ready for me to talk his ear off for a straight up month right now. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think this is like one of our accountability calls. Absolutely. No, a lot it, of it, it really is. It really is. I think, you know, the next two days is going to be debriefing. I'm going to take a look at all the notes, all the different sessions, and see which one of those align going back to the plan thing like i have my plan i have the steps i know what i want to be doing i know where i want to be going but of the actionable things and the moments that stuck out from the different sessions at the conference which one of those best align with where i currently am in my plan to act on first and to implement first and kind of create that like prioritization framework of okay like i know right now for me like uh, Tony and Sarah did a great session on mm. diversifying social and leveraging it as a tool. And I know like that's something that I need to do a lot better at. So I know like that's going to be top of mind. And then after I kind of break those things down, I think it comes to figuring the uh, who, like who now can best help me implement these things within my business to figure out how it's going to get done. So I mm. think that's kind of how I plan to debrief. Yeah. All right. Well, this is, uh, I'm going to be an open book because the lab, there's no, you know, there's no secrets in the lab. Uh, so I'll tell you what, what I do is I take notes, my Evernote, and um, I, I, I go ahead, take notes of my Evernote, and I'm going to go to Relay. That's one thing for Profit First. We got that set up. And I'm going to go ahead and um, go ahead and get um, safely. That's very important for my business right now. And those are things, just scheduling a call with is going to be uh, one of the things that I do. And then at the same time, I already talked for email templates direct. We have that going on for me. I'm actually going to do the email templates first before I delegate. I want to play with the Chrome extension. I want to play with the copy. I want to play with the, the how it moves around. And then I'm going to go ahead and uh, record a Loom video and assign it out. Boom. So everyone, well done. We have a plan. It's a wrap. We have a game plan. And just like that, uh, we are going to dinner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ruben, awesome. Fantastic work. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Thanks for doing this with all of us like just for anyone who's listening to all of our podcasts on this episode thank you for listening thanks for taking our our advice and if you were at the conference and you're going to other conferences let us know because we'd love to see you there absolutely stay plugged thank you so much for listening and thank you to our show partners for making slick talk the hospitality podcast possible we hope you enjoyed the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on SlickTalkThePodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week.
All right, Slick Talkers, now for another dynamic sponsored duo of the podcast, Minute and Hostfully. If you haven't heard of Minute, Minute is the number one noise and occupancy detection device for short-term rental operators just like you. From their outdoor and indoor sensors, you can ensure that with their audio ID technology that you are not getting any false positives for things like wind blowing, plates breaking, dogs barking, doorbells ringing, you name it. You will only get notified when there's an actual potential party happening on site, and that could both be indoor and outdoors, especially as we come up to spring and summer seasons. Not only that, but they have amazing integrations from smart locks and other software partners, of course, like Hostfully. Now, if you don't know about Hostfully, then Hostfully is a property management platform built for short-term rental operators to ensure that they have the best connectivity with channels like Airbnb, Verbo, and Booking.com. Not only that, but they have the best integration marketplace I've ever seen, so that way, Operators like you can choose and pick their tech stack without having to force and comply to different operations that just don't make sense for you. Plus, their digital guidebooks are the best in class and your guests will love them because all the information they need to know about check-in all the way to check-out and the destination are right there at the touch of their fingertips. Check out these special offers from our partners, both Minute and Hostfully, in order to ensure that you are getting the best value with your technology as you continue to operate your business. Back to the episode and thank you so much for tuning in to Slick Talk.